0: This is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media, at my Sanctuary LA, and enjoy the message. All right, here we go. Uh, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Verse 14, saying, surely blessing, I will bless you, multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he's talking about Abraham, he obtained the promise for men indeed swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Verse 17, thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie look at your neighbor and say God doesn't lie we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope everybody say hope look at your neighbor and say you got to grab a hold of that thing All right. says that we lay hold of the hope set before us this hope everybody say hope Somebody say it loud. Say, there is hope. hope. All right. Say, "There's there's always hope. All right. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, that is a heavy group of scriptures. Some people are probably like, what in the world are we reading this morning? Well, it's in the Bible, okay? And I just want to share with you just three things, and and we're going to talk about Abraham here and his journey a little bit. We talked about it last week, but this is the thing, is that God promised that he would perform this for Abraham God said look I'm gonna bless you and uh, and you are going to be the father of many nations and 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 you know and I'm gonna do this great thing and you shall have the descendants as 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 numbered as the grains of sand um, as well as 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 uh, as many stars are in the sky the, those you, and we are the Bible says the descendants of Abraham and, and thats in and the fact that we have put our faith in Christ that we are justified by faith we are the righteousness of God um, in Christ through faith in Christ. And so um, God made this promise to him, okay? And I'm going to go back to verse 13 and just read it again. Uh, I'm not the whole thing, and then we're going to kind of just dive into this. I just wanted to read the whole group of Scripture, and then we'll go back in. So verse 13, for when God had made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after, everybody say after. After. After he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Okay? He obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them at the end of all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. That by two immutable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we may have strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set Before us all the hope which man can have of heaven is in the fact that God doesn't change when it says immutability meaning God made a promise to Abraham and 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 back then they they would oaths were like a popular thing I suppose and what an oath is is that me as a person would say God I promise to you that I will do this. And so that means I'm, I'm, I'm giving God an oath. I'm giving him a promise. I am, uh, it's, it's basically a, a sacred restraint. For instance, let's just say back in the day when, when young adults would maybe um, be a part of some sort of Bible training. And they'd say, look, you have to commit that during your training you won't have a girlfriend. I didn't commit to that oath when I, was, when I was, but 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 that's the kind of thing. Like I'm going to commit that, Lord. I'm not going to do this. I'm, it's an oath. It's a it's it's something you say. It's it's you place a sacred restraint on your life. And so, but that, but but here, God Himself made an oath to Abraham, and and the Bible says the the lesser swears by the greater, meaning I'm willing to suffer the consequences if I step outside the boundaries of a promise I gave to God. And I really believe that vows are powerful, and in the scripture, vows, and promising God, God, I will do this. God, you know, you know, when, when you married your spouse, you, that was a vow. Do you understand? A vow is no joke. You are, till death do we part. That's not just a cute ceremony. That is something that you are binding yourself to with your own words that is a powerful thing and so here it's on the flip side it's saying that God has vowed to that God there was God looked up and was like wait there ain't nobody up there you know I can't swear I can't I gotta swear to myself like okay um, father son Holy Spirit um, let's do this we promise okay you can, yeah we'll do it okay let's do it so so God, in essence, if I could say this, had a little conversation with himself. He couldn't swear by anybody greater. You hear, the old, you hear the old preacher say, man, he's so high, you can't get over him. He's so low, you can't get under him. He's so wide, you can't go around him. He's God. Come on, somebody. Right? And so, so there's God. I mean, he's in all things and all things that consist because, because of him. And he makes a promise he could swear by no one greater. He's like, we, we going to do this? Let's make man in our image. He swore... By himself. This is the thing here. When it comes to hope, you can trust what God said. This is the whole point. oath, the, The immutability of his plan and his purpose. That he is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When it comes to hope as a believer. As somebody walking with God. If God said it, you can trust that it will come to pass. That you can trust Him. You can lean on Him. Hope is uh, built on what God said. And if it is, it's going to come to pass. Okay? It's um, even hope in the original Greek. The definition means expectation for what is sure. The reason it is sure is because I am leaning on and depending on um, a God that cannot lie depending on what He said. It's what He said. It's what He said. It's It's not what so-and-so said. Anybody ever broke a promise in your life before? Have you ever broke a promise? No hands raised. We're all lying. Lord, forgive us. Don't look at me like you never lied to nobody. Come on, some of y'all lied on your tax return. Oh Jesus! Oh. oh no, Lord, help us. <laughs> Nobody's. Everybody's looking down. Like no, you're like under your breath. Lord, forgive me. I just. Lord, next next year I'll do better next year. But that's the thing: is that God is not a man that he should lie. So you can depend on what God said. And, and many times um, uh, we, we can uh, kind of trust what He said, but sometimes it's harder to trust what He is saying when, you're, when you feel that God is telling you something now, and you know, not just what is written, but by the Spirit of God or your next season. And sometimes um, we don't just want to know what He said. We want to know what he's saying and what he's saying is never contrary to what he said but it isn't enough just to know what the book says, we want to know what he is saying to me today, amen, there's a difference. There's a, there's a Logos word. There's the Rhema word, a revelation, or God speaking to you, that God can speak to you and should speak to you, and the basis of God speaking to us is His written word, but He can speak to us by the Holy Spirit. He can speak to us through other people. He can speak to us through trials. He can speak to us even through a donkey. Come on, somebody say amen. If God can use a donkey, He can use anybody, right? He can use anybody. Anybody ever God spoke to you through somebody, and you were like, wow, wow God actually can use anybody right he can you know he can use Sean I mean wow you know he must if he can use me he can use you and so this is the whole point of this that man if you just look at this it's all about really hope and I'm going to get into some points here but I just want to just just to emphasize this morning the immutability of his purpose the immutability of his word unchanging God does not change You know, and prayer doesn't necessarily just change things. Prayer changes me until things change. Sometimes God doesn't want to change the situation. Yep, no amens on that one. Hallelujah. Give myself an offering. Say it again, Pastor Sean. I think I will. That sometimes God's not trying to change things. He's trying to change me. And sometimes he'll put you in a situation he's not going to change. So he can change me. I want him to change me. Situations changing isn't always necessarily the best thing. I'm not saying He won't change things, but God's more concerned with you than your comfort. He's more concerned with you than the situation. And yes, He will change situations and He will do that, but, but the emphasis of prayer in our walk with God is that God changed me, less of me, more of you, that I might be transformed into the same image. By the spirit of God's concern is Christ-likeness in me more than me getting into a situation that I just feel a little more comfortable. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Say it again. Say it a different way, Pastor Sean. I think I will. Thank you for asking. The first sign of insanity is you talk to yourself. The second sign of insanity is you answer yourself. I just did both. Pray for me. But this is the thing. Is God? God... Gave him a promise. God's, 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 God's responsibility is to promise. It's my responsibility to obtain what has been promised. I don't do it alone, but hear me. God will not change. And God will do what he said he would do. Stand on his word. He will come through. It's a nice gospel song for you right there. All right. And so this is the thing is when and I just want to share this here and transition into what happens when we patiently endure. It says here. And so after he had patiently endured after God's going to promise. Do you realize how many promises are hanging on your life right now? How many things God has said, how many things he's put in your heart about your career, your education, your future, your ministry, your family, your future family how many things god has for you while you're living this thing out called life how many good and pleasant things you know how how every promise of god is yes and amen god's like i've done my part and i will continue to do my part but but abraham the bible says patiently after he had patiently endured he endured the process he obtained the promise after he had patiently endured he in, uh, obtained the promise and the bible says he's the father of faith and we are all sons, the Bible says, of Abraham, if you will. He's, all, he's our father in a sense. I, not that we pray to him, nothing weird like that. But what he represents is he believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. And we believe God and it is accounted to us as righteousness. He's the father of faith. So here it is. Here's my first point. What you're pressing through today will enable others to break through tomorrow you got to realize that what you are fighting for today is not just for you. Abraham was fighting for the church, whether he realized it or not, because he was justified by faith before the law. The tithe itself was instituted 320 years before the law. And that was through a he paid tithe to Melchizedek, which is a type of Christ. Melchizedek is a, is a Christophany, a theophany, if you will. He is a picture, a manifestation of Christ prior to the incarnation. So in essence, Abraham was, um, is the father of faith. He, he made a way. He had to press through then what is enabling us to break through today. And I'm here to tell you right now that what you're fighting for, the reason why it's so hard sometimes, it's because you're fighting for somebody else. You might not know who that is, but there's somebody attached to your breakthrough. What you're pressing through today, I'm going to say it again, it will enable others to break through tomorrow. Your faithfulness is connected to somebody else's future. Your faithfulness is connected to somebody else's future. Your pain can turn into somebody else's gain. Hallelujah. No pain, no gain. Your pain can do In our growth track, we were just in growth track this morning going through it. And it was talking about discovering purpose and how much purpose is attached to your gifts and experiences and your life's experiences, but also your pain. Purpose is attached to pain because what you're willing to press through today, somebody will get a breakthrough tomorrow. Um, just yesterday, um, Gia, I was trying to study for this, and Gia wanted to um, play Go Fish. And I said, "Hold on, baby. I just, I'm just reading my Bible." And she, she sat at the table. I was like, "Why don't I was like, Why don't you sit here and draw? You you draw pictures, and I'll study the word. All right, we'll do this together." And she was like, all right, okay. But she got up there and she just kept, you know, like, Dada, let's do this, Dada, let's do this. And it was a time I was just at the table and, and, and Nico and Gia were, Nico and, 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 and Mama here were hanging out on the couch and Gia wanted to hang out with me. I'm like, cool, but I'm just, you know, going through this or whatever. And then my wife said, um, Gia and Nico was just watching, I don't know, a cartoon or something. And, and he, had, he wasn't even, it looked like he wasn't even paying attention. Kids are a trip because they be catching stuff. They say stuff like, where did you get that? Where, you, you are brilliant, son. "Where'd you, My goodness, what are they teaching you at school? Uh, but he, he just looked like he's just watching his little cartoon. You know, he's watching, I don't know, Paw Patrol or something, right? And then Mama's like, Gia, do you know what patience means? And Nico didn't even, fo- he said, wait. <laughs> and it, what was funny about it is that he said it with the emotion that he hears Mama say it in. And he was able to just hear all that and say, and the way he said it was, wait. Like, he wasn't telling you, to he was just giving the definition with the emotional truth behind it, right? And so, so wait. So, so Abraham patiently endured. Dominico understands what patience means. in espanol, paciencia. Is that right? So, so patience is, is wait. Look at your neighbor and say, Wait. <laughs> Look, look back at him and I'm say, I'm sick of waiting. I am sick of waiting. Anybody got any impatience problems? I'm, I mean, I don't. I'm, just, I'm like Jesus in that area. You can ask my wife. I have, I have zero need of patience on a Sunday morning trying to get to church. Zero. I'm just chill. Chill as can be. You know, my wife's taking her time, but I'm like, it's okay, babe. It's all right. Take your time. Just kidding. But patience. How many of you would say, man, patience is... is, is, is uh, I'm claiming my victory in that area. Come on, raise your hand. You know, I'm believing God for a miracle in the area of paciencia. Lord, give it to me, please. Right? And so, here it is. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures may have hope. There is no such thing as hope without patience first. Patience is first. Patiently enduring. And and you you gotta understand, your call and the purpose of God in you is so great that you are bearing the weight of other people attached to your breakthrough. And somebody say, thank you, Lord. We are more connected than you realize. Here's the thing, here's my second point, is hope is transferable. Something so powerful that hope can be transferred there is there is an impartation aspect of hope hope can be transferred okay i just want to read a post one of our team members put on facebook i'm not going to say who it is but if you know who it is don't say the person's name okay no this is real this is just something that um they just posted about being a part of this community and I'm just going to read it here. It was like a memory. You guys get those memories on Facebook? Anybody get a memory on Facebook? You're like, oh, Lord, delete that memory. <laughs> like the devil is a liar reminding me of something that I've gotten free of. Come on, somebody say amen.
1: <laughs> Other memories. I know when I see my baby girl, gee, I'm like, oh,
0: she's not two anymore. She's, she's a big old six-year-old. Oh, everybody go, Oh. So here it is. One of our team members here said this. So, so three years ago, I thought it was at least four years, I attended Night of Hope at the Staples Center. It was there that I saw Pastor Jay and discovered the sanctuary. I was looking for a new church home, so I intended to visit the churches of all sponsoring pastors from that night. So she, this woman has a plan. Um, somebody say, thank you, Lord, for people that have a plan.
1: She was like, okay, I'm going to go to
0: each one, kind of test it out. You know, she had a plan. Um, Well, I visited Sanctuary um, OC, which is our central campus, first, and it never made it anywhere else. Hallelujah. Um, I love everything about my church and my pastors. I now serve on the Dream Team in our LA, Boyle Heights location, and I'm so happy for what God is doing in me and through me. If you knew me three years ago and haven't spoken to me since, you don't know me. (laughs) Amen. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't know me. You don't even know. You don't know. All right. Look back at him and say, if you did know me, if you did know me, I'm a different person. Okay. If you knew me three years ago and haven't spoken to me since, you don't know me. Isn't that powerful? Life transformation. I want to be able to say that. If you knew me three years ago, you don't know me now. I done changed. Look at your neighbor and say, I done changed. That's what I said. Like. It's all about me changing. I want to change. I want to, I want, if anybody's doing the changing around here, it's me. It's not God. He doesn't have to change. He's not going to change. All right. But, but, but I am changing. That is the hope that we can change. We don't have to stay the same. Hallelujah. We can be more like him. If you knew me three years ago and haven't spoken to me since, you don't know me. Not the new me. You don't know the new creation in Christ. Shout out to my skateboarding pastor, Sean Mandoli. Somebody say amen. I didn't put that in there. This is legit. This is legit. That's the real reason why I wanted to read this. So I'm not any cooler than any other pastors. I'm not saying that. I'm, it's all about Jesus, okay? It's not about skateboarding, you know? It's just, anyways. If anybody wants to go skating, let me know. Thank you, uh, Pastor Sean. Thank you. Pastor Sean Mandoli, thank you. And your Faith-filled wife, CG, you guys are amazing. Peace and blessing. Somebody say hope. hope. It's transferable. You realize? What if, we, what if we use social media just to talk about what God was doing instead of jumping on something and hating on somebody and gossiping on there? Come on now. When you obtain a promise, here it is. Hope is transferable. I just want to share that. I mean, all I did was read that. How many people are like, wow? How many feel encouraged by that? All right? Now it's your job to figure out who it was. Don't say it in the room. Don't say it in the room. Some of you follow her, so you're like, oh, I know who that is. I already know who that is. Okay. Katie knows who it is. So when you obtain a promise, look at this. This is so powerful. Hear me. When you obtain a promise, there is now hope for others that are in the process. I'm going to say it again. When you obtain a promise, there is hope now for others that are in the process. God never does anything for me, exclusively for me, ever, 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 ever. We are a community. We are the body of Christ, fitly joined together. My victory is your victory. Always. It's all. We are way more connected than you realize. Hope is transferable. Here it is. Here's a, I'll say it another way. Hope actualized in your life can be distributed to others through you. All right? I'm a dealer in hope. I'm a hope slanger. I slang hope. And it's free. And I'll give it to you on the street corner. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, Deal in hope. I'm just dealing hope. I'm just dealing hope. Be careful. Emphasize the H, okay? Emphasize the H. Hope. <laughs> hope. I'm a dealer in hope. All right. What if we spread hope the way people spread gossip? Ooh, somebody say city would be turned upside down. <laughs> Revival would happen. Why don't we just slang hope more than gossip? Why don't we just, you know, distribute hope, be distributors of hope instead of other people's garbage? Distributors of hope instead of um, th- putting out other people's dirty laundry. Come on, somebody. First Thessalonians 3, 6 to 8. All right, are you getting something out of this this morning? You're a hope dealer. You're a, I said you're a hope dealer. You're dealing hope. What you want? You want some? You want some hope? You want some? You got, I, got the, I got the good stuff. got the good stuff. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, I got the good stuff. Hope. Hope. Man, if you knew where I was, smoking weed at six years old, there's hope. I'm up in here preaching, preaching to you. I'm a pastor. I used to smoke weed when I was six. Somebody say, there is hope. I was drinking beer when I was six. Somebody say, there is hope. My goodness. There is hope. There is hope. First lesson is three, six to eight. Here we go. This is um, the Apostle Paul talking about his spiritual son, Timothy, and this community. Apostle Paul was in a different city, a different location, a different area, and he was writing this letter. But look what happened. Hope is transferable. Hope is transferable. But now that Timothy has come to us from you and brought us good news of your faith and love and that you always have good remembrance of us, greatly desiring to see us as we also to see you. All right, next verse. Therefore, brethren, here it is. In all our affliction and distress, we were comforted concerning you by your faith. I'm going to say that again. Um, Therefore, brethren, in all our affliction and distress, we were comforted concerning you by your faith. For now we live... If you stand fast in the Lord, your, your steadfastness in the Lord is a blessing to somebody else. Your faithfulness to God is going to bless somebody. You holding it down and staying faithful to God in your walk with God is going to bless somebody. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the L.A. area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary L.A. Be blessed.